Uh oh, he's Rennie, are you muted? Oh, sorry. Forgot. There you go. <laughs> so good morning, Rennie Doyle Podcast and Chris, long time no see. Yeah. We're having breakfast dinner last night at about eight o'clock uh Pacific time. You got home at what, ten? I got home about ten thirty. Yeah, ten o'clock. Uh, I had an omelet and uh, pancakes for dinner last night. Right. So, uh, from yeah. uh, what was it, Norms? Norms. Yeah, I broke your Norms cherry last night. <laughs> you know? So hey, it. Uh, we got a great guest. We'll introduce him just in a second. What a class last. Oh, and by by the way, my dogs are running around. So they uh, they they were pouting this morning when I closed the door. So I had to let them. I had to let them run around. So if you see the dogs running around. We've got uh, DJ. We've got a mini farm here with four dogs running all over the place. We got four kids. I got four kids outside right now. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah they're they're same, same difference, man. Yeah. The old the old man just came walking through. He'll be he'll be thirteen in September, and uh, he still wants to fight every coyote on the mountain. Uh, you know, and and really the other night he got a hold of one and and he had no problem with it. So, but I got to calm him down. But uh, hey, what a great group yesterday, huh, Chris? Yeah, we hosted a, uh, a legend coding certification event at 3D Montclair, um, and uh, we had six guys show us their skills, and then we taught them the ins and outs of of uh, legend and the inspiration coding line, and gave them some what certificates and sent them on their way. Yeah, great group. They did really good, and it was good to see entrepreneurs really wanting to to take it to the next level. So. It uh, hey, we want to make sure. Thanks, PNS Product for sponsoring this. I uh, can't have it without them. And so, uh, Chris, let's let's talk bio a little bit about DJ, and then I'll go into some personal items. Yeah, well, hey, if you guys don't recognize him, today's guest is uh, DJ Patterson, and uh, he is not only the um, the uh, current IDA president, and he's been serving in that role for what your second term. Coming up on two years pretty soon, probably. Yep, two years. Um, but he's also the uh, founder of EcoGreen uh, Detailing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, EcoGreen is uh, a mobile company, and you just opened up a shop this past year, correct? We did. We did about in the beginning of April. So we're, we're the big, cool. big boys now. Yeah, yeah. So, so they do mobile, and, a, and he's got a shop. Uh, we've got about 10 employees, which is pretty awesome. And... Uh, I think they have the uh, the title as being the uh, the biggest detailing operation in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, we've become that. It's it's pretty awesome. Cool. That's cool. Well, that's uh that's about what I have on DJ. I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, Rennie knows a little bit about you though. Yeah, so. I'll I'll share a little bit before we do that though. We forgot what's on your shirt, Chris. Oh, um, it is a Ford. You know, I can't remember what model, but it's a Ford rally car. You're gonna, wear you're gonna wear the shirt. You're not gonna remember. You know, I brag about how you're an auto. Uh, you know, you're you're an auto geek. Uh, uh, speaking of auto geek, uh, <laughs> and here you do is you don't even know what's on your damn shirt. That's the whole. If you wearing the damn shirt, is you're supposed to know what's on the on the you shirt. Walked up and threw it on, man. You give him a hard time. I know. Exactly. Look at that. Oh, the time. Wow. Well, that's kind of so. Hey, you know, DJ. I want to go into a personal level. This, I know him, I've watched his career, and uh, you know it's been exciting to see him from the first time that we saw him at an event. And he had stars in his eyes because he's looking at this event, and you know all these people from the forums and this and that. And he's so excited, and he was, you know, he's, he was pretty calm and respectful, and he's still respectful, but he's not calm. 
He's very excitable. He's very a lot of energy. But here's here's and I, I want to ask you a question before I kind of put put you and I on a spot. Is that he was one? He's one of the few leaders in the industry now that really talks about balance of lifestyle and living a life. And so now that you've grown, DJ, are you able to still maintain? I see at the gym. You know, I see a picture of you working out. So you know, you promote it, and you have in the past. Has that become a little more of a challenge as you've got uh, as you've grown? Uh, the gym itself and personal personal time. No, it's it's not yeah. a cha the challenge. When I don't do it honestly. So I really I really preach to a lot of guys and girls that putting yourself first is the absolute best thing you do for yourself. So I'm up in the mornings between four and five in the morning. I'm at the gym between five and six, and I don't really start my day until after that. I don't answer phone calls. I don't do emails. I don't do anything at all um, until. I'm done with what I have to do because I'm the best for I'm the best when I'm giving myself hundred percent. Uh, my theory is that my theory is that if you can't, you know, if I don't give myself hundred percent, I can't put out hundred percent to everyone else. So if I'm only waking up at seven and gotta be at the office at seven thirty, I'm only operating at about fifty percent. That's what I'm gonna be able to give my team as well. And I can't do that. So I've got to put myself first in order to to manage my family, my team, the business, the IDA things. I've I've got to do that. So no, it's 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 a necessity to get up early and do those things now. That's awesome. Well, it's good because a lot of people, you know, and, and I'm one of them. Uh, I wasn't successful at it, uh, but I think I think we come from different times now. In the detailing things have changed a lot, and in business, mm -hmm. you know. And so people think I'm, uh, you know, oh, uh, you know, it's easy for you to say that because you've kind of made it. No, man, when you make it, it's the hard time to make it happen. Thank and you. So, and 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 here's the other thing: is that habit? Is that you're in the habit, man? It's muscle memory with you doing those things. <laughs> And so I think it's amazing that you've been able to grow like you have, yet you're, you're keeping that balance. I'm really proud of you because that's, yeah. that's something that I've always honored you for. I've had a lot of respect for you because you've been able to do those things, you know, so uh, I'm glad you're doing it. So, so now introduce yourself. We, you know, Chris and I, we kind of read down the, 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 the copy of it, but tell those that don't know you, tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah. So my name is DJ. I'm 32 years old. I've got four children. Uh, my daughter is 11, uh, son is seven, I'm going to butcher this, another son is three, and then I've got a one-year-old, so three boys, yeah, three boys and a girl, girl's the oldest, um, married to my high school sweetheart, uh, mm. we met in government class in high school, she was a sophomore, junior, I was a senior, um, and then we got married when I was about 21 or so, had a kid shortly, no, we had a kid at like 20 or so, then got married after that. Uh, but anyways, um, we've been together for a very long time. Um, I started my company out of the trunk of a 1999 Ford Contour um, back when I was right out of high school, essentially. Actually, I was in college. I was at TCC. It was a community college, right? And I remember dropping out. I remember when I did it, too. It was in statistics class. And we we're sitting taking this test that I was not studying for whatsoever. And my phone rang all the time because I, I had a mobile unit. I was still working. I, I was detailing. And I get calls and texts, can you do my car, can you do my car? I'm like, no, I'm in class, I can't. I was like, you know what, screw it. So I walked out of statistics class, never went back to college at all and just grew my business that way. So um, that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah. Um, my well, I can't blame you. Statistics would make anybody class to drop out of too, like not an elective or some kind of, you know, whatever BS class. But I was like, you know, it was statistics class. So it was cool, understandable. Um, first time I quit college, first time. First uh -huh. time. Statistics? Was in a math class. Now, yeah, sure. it was in a math class. They, and it, they say um, you don't need math. You, you know, you don't need math. Was as a kid, you grow up like we don't need math. We're doing this for like we need math. You need math for oh, sure. Yeah. You definitely yeah. need math in business. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I've had my business for, geez, since 2010, so going on 11 years. Um, it's been great, man. It's been really good. Um, my life consists of family, the business, um, and that's pretty much it, man. Right now, I focus is really on, on the family. My wife was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer in November of 2020. Um, so since then, and, and there's a beautiful story to this, but since then, I've really been taking a back burner of the company. I, I've really stepped back and given a lot of responsibility to my to my uh, leadership there. And they've essentially run the company for me for for, for a long time now, several months. So now I'm, I'm still active. I'm still in it. But it's just there's no I'm not in the I hardly go to the shop or the office barely any um, right now. But my focus is on taking care of my wife. She's um, we did get good news. We had uh, the she's cancer free now. So that's oh, man. That's a huge weight. So we started to go through radiation and things like that. She had surgery. Um, so we're still doing, we're in, we're in the thick of it now. I mean, it's, it's, we're in the thick of it for sure, but we see the tunnel at the end of, at, at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so that, that's incredible. So my main focus now has really been her and the kids and just adjusting because my kids have been home with us since 20, since last year when the pandemic hit home from school. So I've got four kids under 11. They've been home since the pandemic hit. And then wife gets hit with that. And so our life has been absolutely crazy. Um, but like that's why I said, I've got to get up in the morning and I've got to go work it out. I've got to go work out. I've got to go be mentally stable so that I can take care of all this that I'm doing now. Um, so that's a brief snippet of what I've got going on in my life. Well, I'll tell you, anybody that's watching is, you know, prayers, prayers an amazing power. And, and I'll, I'll ask anybody that's, you know, prayer warrior, listening yep. to keep your wife, you know, in their prayers. Thank uh, you. You know, Look how cool this is. You know, here's an example of DJ building up his business to the point That's it, where man. he could step back a little bit and take care of these things when he had to and when it mattered the most. That's what I want. That's what I talked to a lot of you about, too. It's like, look, man, like you guys have got to build your businesses and build yourself out of it. I love detailing. I don't do it anymore, though. I can't because if you hurt your arm and someone gets sick or whatever and you're the only one detailing, that's a very scary thing. When you built your business for 10, 20 years and you're the only one doing it, what happens if you can't do it anymore? Wow. That, that's wow. very scary to me. And, and, and I had a moment too, I had to sit with it. It's like, man, what if I didn't go through all this sh stuff that I've gone through over the past 10, 11 years of sacrifices? What would have happened in this that last November? What would have happened? I would have had to get a job maybe or work at nights. I, I don't know, but I would not have been able to continue detailing and still yep. take Knowing what I've, known, what I've dealt with, there's no way it would have happened. Well, and you know, more importantly than that, what, what would happen with your kids? You oh, my gosh. yeah, I mean, yeah. You've been able to step in at a challenging time, you know, for your wife, uh, for you, but for your kids, and then to have COVID, you know, hit on top of it, um, that's pretty. You know, and scalability. A lot of people we we preach about it. I know a lot of people love. You know, we're in an industry. People are addicted to what they do, and it's cool. Sure. Uh, you know, there's a there's a deciding point when you're building your company up is that, are you going to be a technician or are you going to be an entrepreneur? And you can be a, a two man shop. Yeah, it's yeah. Built off what you did, you know, uh, Jim Gogan, you know, he's, he's, they're a two person shop with, with, with an additional helper. He had similar challenges, you know, mm -hmm. is that his wife came up with some struggles. I've been uh, talking to him about, yeah. So we've, we've talked a lot about those things. Yes. Uh huh. And, and so it's important. And, you know, even in our even in our business, you know, it's kind of it's 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 I've been able to take in and have Chris do a lot. And, you know, and, 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 and Diane, even in in a very personal, personal branded business, we're still scalable to a point. And it's so important. And, and people don't get it. But a lot. Don't you think people are getting it more now than they 
they were. I think so. I, think so. I do think so. Yep, I do. Because before years ago, and I know we'll get into this later, but it, it was more about what can I do? What can you do? I'm the best detailer out here. I can slay yeah. paint, do this, and lay coatings, and this and that. And now it's like, what happens when you can't? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a young man last night that you know, not so young to a lot of you uh, listening, but you know, he he just hit he just hit forty. And he goes, I'm starting to have shoulder problems because we talk about ergonomics a lot. Oh man! Uh, though yesterday wasn't a training course; it was a it was a verification skills verification course. Is that we talk about your body and stuff like that? And and he came to me separately, and he's like, "Man, you just hit it, you know, because your body starts giving out, and uh, especially shoulders, you know, in this industry, shoulders, elbows, wrists, shoulder problem. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. and also, but let's go right on the back of this, and I know we're going off. But training and taking care of yourself, you know, is important. And so, you know, you're going to have your you yourself. In this case, it was your wife, unfortunately. You mm -hmm. know, that, that became ill. But what if it's what if it's you? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I mean, there's so many what ifs. So the way you built it, dude, you did it. You did a great job. And thank God that. And I think again, the main thing I look at is being my age is thank God you were able to be there for your wife and your kids. Yeah. For sure. But okay. I, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is just sound selfish. Thank God you'd set up good habits to feed yourself too. Because sure. I haven't, didn't always have those good habits. My habits before were not as great. You know, I used to be on a podcast where you drink every single week. Every like, yeah. so, right. Absolutely. Not, not the best thing, you know? So yeah, I, I, yeah, everything fell in line perfectly. So I couldn't be That's happy. Awesome. So your background, so you, you drop out of college. Uh, have you gone back and taken some classes and, and learn some things or no? Uh, not through college, but more just self-development through books and, you know, webinars and just things like that. Just self-education, business development on my own, podcasting, all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, I'm always learning, right? Yeah, absolutely. So so let's talk about humble beginnings. You're sitting in school, you know, you're in junior college, you're detailing. So w where'd you start out? I mean, did you start, did you have a little money? Did you infusion? Anybody help no, you? I have no, no money, but... I was working at a full service car wash and detail shop and uh, in, in high school. And uh, I ended up becoming the manager there um, for a couple of years. And we got some requests from some clients that were like, hey, you know, can you come and do our car at our house or pick it up and drop it off? I'm like, no, this is no, that's not how it works here. But that's a really good idea, you know. Um, so I ended up uh, a friend of mine introduced me to a waterless product. Um, and I was able to wash cars without using any water. I had a 1994 contour. I was like, you know what? I all need is a spray bottle and some AP and a cold water extractor and a vacuum and some extension cords, and I can go do something. So I thought I had the, the best idea ever, right? And it was the winter of 09, and the winter in Oklahoma is not the greatest time to go and start a mobile detailing company with waterless products at all. Super cold, freezes on the vehicle, and just people don't want their cars done, really. So. I went from making, I would think I was making I was 18 years old at this, making a salary of like 30K a year. I mean, I'm right out of high school and I go and I quit and work out of the trunk of my car. And I've got like six clients that I was able to keep from the car wash uh, on a on a two week basis on a membership program for like 60 bucks a pop. Now you do the math, right? Not a lot of money to support anything whatsoever. So I ended up moving back home my parents because I moved out when I was in high school, moved back home saved some money, got an apartment, a low, cause I was living in a high rise apartment. It was super nice. I mean, I was living, living the life as an 18, 19 year old. And uh, I had to just, like you said, humble beginnings. I had to jump back to my parents' house and start over again. 
And uh, but I was determined because people would always say, "Are you still doing a little car wash thing? Are you still washing cars? Are you still doing that little thing?" And I'm like, "Let me just show you what this little thing is going to be." So that kind of fueled my fire to keep on growing because there was times I wanted to throw the towel, man. It was just hard. It really, really was. Especially trying to start a waterless company in Oklahoma. People are like, get the hell out of here. There's no way you can wash my car. There's no way you can do that. And then you fast forward to today, people are buying it from us. They're using it all the time. They love it. It's not a big deal. You know, I have. Oh, I, I was going to say, I just have one little question. Was the Ford Contour, was it an SVT by chance? It was not, but it had 5%. Oh. It was white. It was super clean, man. It was the cleanest one around, that's for sure. And I'm so mad. I never got photos of it either. Yeah, because you can't answer that question because you don't even know what Ford's on your shirt right it, now. Hey, it was a manual transition transmission, though. So <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. You know, it's last night. I've got a I've got a Subaru manual. And everything, every, you know, I'm going to, uh, here in a few months, I, I, I'm going to turn it in for a new car. And I think, well, I'm going to go back to a, to an automatic, but man, last night coming up the mountain, no traffic. I'm like, maybe not, you know, yeah. the power yeah. of manuals just, you know, yeah. it's like, ah, something else. So, um, paddles look, now. You, can, you can hit the paddles. Not yeah. the same. Yeah. The same. You know, the same. yeah just, there's something about the footwork. You know? <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it was coming up and I don't know. I was just really seeing the, seeing the red line, you know, warning light go off right before you hit, you know, red line. And, ah, man, I, I mean, you do it with paddles, but it's just not the same. So let, let's talk about this. You get, you come into the industry and you start your first event. So when, what year approximately did you go to your first major detailing event? Um, I think it was like 11, okay. 2011, because I remember I met uh, Rigo Santana uh, at mobile tech it was rego and like mel craig was back then too like he was really big in the industry um and yeah i remember going to that event and just starstruck mike phillips is over like what the hell there's mike phillips there and then like it's just like what is going on this is crazy and that kind of busted my, my, my pop my cherry as far as the industry goes i had no idea there was an industry out there right i thought it was just tulsa oklahoma there's a couple guys here detailing cars and man like yeah it was it game changer anyone that goes to there for the first time that literally will change the game for you Absolutely, it's funny. We talked to a guy yesterday that had gone down. He was in our in our verification and our, our skill verification course, and he said the same thing. He went to Mobile Tech a couple of years ago, and he said just blew his mind. Yeah, you know, just blew his mind. So let's let's go back to that time frame of prior, just prior to that. Let's sit, let's go back to three days prior to you going to that first event. Sure. How much has the industry changed since then? Oh my, yeah, it it, it a lot. <laughs> A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and not just with products and technology. I mean, just industry as a whole. I mean, back then there was not this much information out there, you know, um, accessible for people. I wish we had the internet like we do now back when I started because I started, I had to call detailing companies. Like I was calling people from California, like, hey, you got to come to like mine. Like, what did you do? How do you do it? And, and now it's just like, Everything's online. I mean, everyone's telling stories. Everyone's teaching and helping, and 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 I like to teach through my failures too a lot. So I'm doing, I'm doing what I what I wanted to have done to me a long time ago is to be that person. Like I want to be that person to help other people out that are in my shoes right now. Because last thing I want to do is for them to have to go through some of the failures that I could when I could help them avoid those kind of failures. There. Now we all need to learn right on our own, but there's just so much information now to where it's not impossible to fail, but there's so much information out there now that, you know, you can be successful for sure. Oh, absolutely. And you, you know, it, it's funny because I, I just, I just wrote a note down uh, two days ago and it's, it's, 
you know, failure when you're young, a lot of times you don't, you either feel, you know, I hate it when people rag on the new, oh, you're so new. That's a newbie question. That's everybody was new. But, you know, I, my thing I did in early business, and it doesn't matter what age is, you are, I don't care if you're a new entrepreneur, if you're 50 or if you're, you're 15, is that those failures are okay. Just don't quit. Oh, yeah. Look through those failures, you know, and learn from, it's not a failure. It's actually going to be a, a big stepping stone. And the thing is, don't be getting discouraged from, from hitting those, you know, don't make it a roadblock, make, make, make it a speed bump. And sometimes slowing you down, especially when you're new, mm -hmm. is a good thing. You need to get slowed down. Yeah, I talked to a guy the other day that, you know, he just ran in too fast and, and, and failed. I mean, you just, I had a guy a long time ago tell me, a mentor, he told me, uh, don't grow too fast. Like, grow, slow growth is good growth. You grow too fast, you're going to fail. And, and it, it's the truth. It's the truth. See a lot of people in, 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 in all industries, it doesn't matter, is when you have this rapid growth right off the bat, is you usually have rapid burnout and and so you've got a patient and i'm not saying go out hey we're not saying don't pay your bills don't buy a house don't do these things we're just saying you got to kind of you got to kind of slow roll it until you you kind of get on your feet and get used to it yeah so sometimes you start in the in the busy seasons you know and racking the money and it's just like you spend it all on whatever when the, they don't know the next season you know you got to know your seasons how's your winter how's your fall how's your spring how's your summer what's your revenue like those you got to get your get your groove right before you can Spend all the money you're making, right? Absolutely. And save it, you know, <laughs> because you made it doesn't mean you got to spend it. Is, you know, that's what we've is those, those, those downtimes. Listen, there's a whole generation of detailers that have never seen an economic slowdown yet. Mm -hmm. It's really right. interesting when we <laughs> hit a slowdown uh, to see if we are prepared. I think the industry is going to surprise me. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that have, have, have been able because the industry's changed. We've got profit centers and profit points we've just never been able to reach before. Some people are just out there gaming it, balling it, you know, rolling, you know, making it rain, and they're not putting money away for the rainy day. But a lot right. of people are doing the right thing, uh, and it's cool. I, I'm seeing, you know, we had Chris. What was it? Dave came through, hit this man, DJ. He's an attorney, and in the detailing, you know. We we've got professionals at levels in education and everything else that we never we never had before. Not that there wasn't educated people in it, but the numbers number of educated people has really increased, and so it's pretty cool to see. So let's talk about major events for a second. SEMA Mobile Tech Expo. We've got a show, you know, Southern Detailers Conference. We're going to talk about here in just a minute. But let, let's talk about those major events and what it's done for you and what it will do for other people. All right. So, yeah, uh, so SEMA um, is an incredible event for sure. Now, these are just my biases of what's most important as far as events go. I personally found the most value as a young detailer at Mobile Tech. And mm -hmm. the reason being because everyone's in the same location. It's only PDR and, and detailers there, essentially. And you're going to get an extreme amount of value and community right under the same building for the entire trip versus SEMA to where it's an incredible event to go to. You definitely want to experience it. But it's more just sightseeing and you might get to run into Rennie Doyle or someone else at a booth but I mean you're busy we're all busy we're all shaking hands and moving to the next person it's just there's not a lot of time to really connect and have good community at SEMA but it's an incredible incredible event for the community to be at because it, it just is it just really is um, but as far as value goes and like if for new people coming in and that haven't traveled before and went to an event 
one of those, the, the smaller ones like Mobile Tech or I haven't been to SDC yet. I think it's the first one that's upcoming Friday. I'll be there Friday through Sunday. Those are the more small, tight-knit, the ones you're going to get a lot of good value out of for sure. Absolutely. I think that's well said. I think at, you know, at Mobile Tech, everybody can slow roll. Oh, yeah. You can have conversations with people. Yeah, in Florida, like, yeah. yeah. You can go up and you, you can run into Mike Phillips while he's eating dinner or having a drink and talk and to him. And yeah, SEMA, you ain't going to get that time with nobody. You know, no, everyone's, everyone's on, on a tent at SEMA. We're at, at, at Mobile Tech. Everyone's calm, collective. It's just almost like a vacation with, 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 your, with your community. I mean, right? Absolutely. We, we sat at the pool for what hours one day? <laughs> just oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, I mean, you go back to the, the one in Vegas, you know, and, and it was a little slower, you know, and, and yeah. wasn't as built up. But it's a time to get to know people at mm -hmm. greater depths, you know, and really hang out. And I think that's, I think that's really important. So I love the way you put that. I mean, that was, that was you were spot on. So now let's, uh, let's talk IDA for a yeah. second. And in your opinion, what, what, what is, I know, okay, let me, let me qualify this. Okay. I am IDA, um, 230,000% supportive. And so um, I don't like some of the negative shit that's going. Listen, the IDA is going to have problems just like any organization. For sure, uh, volunteer organization. Our people and volunteers, normal people. Yeah. You know? well, let, yeah. Let, let me qualify that both of us are a little biased towards what we think of the IDA. But with that, both of us are very. You're seeing a, a younger person. How old are you? Uh, Thirty-two, I think. There's twenty. There's twenty years difference between us. So you're seeing a generational gap of people that are supporting a united front with the IDA. Yeah. So I, I want to, I want to bring that out first. Is it, is, is there things I'm critical of the IDA? Absolutely. But when I'm critical, I find solutions instead of a bitch fest. Yeah. And so I want to hear your input. What's the IDA to you? What does it mean? Man, it's just, it's really good community. It's just, it's, it's nice to have an organization that's there for the detailing community at the very top, right? We've got lots of different, in, lots of different volunteers from all over the, the world, essentially, that are, that are do donating their time. And some detailers too on these committees, there's young guys that are just donating their time because they see the benefit and the value of what the IDA is and what it's gonna be long-term. Um, it's just, there's just, yeah, it's just incredible community. I mean, it, it's needed, it's almost like the backbone of the industry, essentially. It's just something that you can fall back on. We've got lots of resources and all kinds of things that, that help the detailers uh, do what they do. You know, our, our mission statement is to promote the success and growth of the professional detailing community. That's what we do, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's I love it. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, I, I say this all too often, a lot of people in this industry love to take deposits out of the industry. They just, they just they, they, they withdraw, but they don't put the deposits back in. That's exactly yeah. true. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, People that are coming on, they're, they're volunteering a lot of their time to really help the industry grow. And people, like you said, bitch about things. It's like, hey, man, there's plenty of committees you can jump on and bitch in this committee. And we can probably get your, your questions answered. We could probably move stuff forward to actually help the industry. So your complaint can turn into a positive thing if you want to jump on board on an hour call and just please give us your input. We'd love it. You know, yeah. everyone, and everyone has a different strength and weakness and, and so forth. Not one person can do everything. So the more volunteers we have, the more different brain powers and strengths we have, the better we can be, you know? And yeah. it doesn't take a lot of commitment either. And, and really, it's just, it's just really strengthening our industry. You know, it's, it's it. some details listening, you know, it sucks when you're out cleaning a wheel and someone just walks up to you, they, just, they look at you like you're just beneath them, right? Like, 
you're just a detail, you're just a car wash guy, you're just this and that. We're trying to change that in the eyes of the consumers to to where we're a professional service to come out just like an electrician would be, or a plumber would be, or anyone else would be. We want to walk into someone's house or some, to someone's house where they come to our facility and say, that's the professional, respectable, respected company. And that's what we're trying to do with the idea with the consumer part of it and just raising awareness to the consumer about the professional detailer. Absolutely. You know, we, we go all the way back, you know, 20 plus years ago, we developed our own certification program in yeah. our company. And it was legit, you know, it, it, I come from a training background, you know, with search and rescue, the military, everything else. And so for me, uh, being the owner is uh, a, I want my staff to know what they're doing. And then B the marketability of having trained and certified detailers was important. This was way before any of this came up. So uh, we saw great value in that, but now here you've got this standalone organization that will put their stamp of approval on you as an operator in your staff. And yeah. A lot of people just don't market it or market it the right way. And I'll tell you, with the people that really care about their vehicles, it does make a difference. Now, Chris has got a really cool quote that I want him to share because this I think this is probably one of the best quotes I've heard in reference to the IDA. Yeah, this you know, uh, a lot of the a lot of the feedback sometimes you see in forums and stuff is like, oh, you know, what's the IDA gonna do for me? That kind of thing. And I don't know. About a year ago, Ian Ramelkamp at Autofiber had a great answer, and uh, I, I shared or I saved the screenshot, and it's been on my desktop ever since. Um, and what Ian said is pretty awesome. It says the IDA is another tool for your business. You don't buy a new DA or extractor and leave it on the shelf asking when will it make me money. You have to put the tool to work in your business. And I, I just I thought he nailed it right on the head. Yeah, like 100%. I mean, it was very well said. Ian uh, joined the board, I believe, this last year. Um, I think we had a spot opening up, and I know he's a super, super, super sharp individual, and I wanted him on the board so bad, so I pushed to get him on there. He got voted in, and, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's been an incredible asset to leadership for sure. He's got a 25-pound brain. and Yeah, yeah. If you look up the average weight of a human brain, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, uh -huh. He's, he's an intelligent guy. Very intuitive. He's very intuitive. And, and you know, he's very resourceful uh, in the fact that he's a thinker and, and he's a deep thinker. And uh, so your input to people of why I'm going to ask you this. Why sure. would you join the IDA? Why would you join the IDA? Um, why would you not join the IDA? It's just it's it really I mean, for one, it legitimizes your business. It shows that you are you are dedicated to your craft right and it just gives you that seal of approval to the consumers that you know every company or electrician or plumber they all have certifications they all have uh documentations to prove what they are and there's no there should be no different from us as well um we should we should want to stand apart you know in our own communities and so forth and show that we are um that we're that we're invested in our in our craft and then the idea gives us the ability to do that but it also gives you a lot of resources and and, and, and things to help your business grow too. So it's kind of a two-part there. You can get training certifications, you can, there's lots of resources on there, there's there's the network of people, um, but then it's just that seal of, seal of approval that you get, um, the patches and things you can put on your website and display, you know, to, to show that you're dedicated to your craft. Wow. Well, you know, so I wanna add to that a little bit, you know, you're, it does show that you're dedicated to your craft, it, you take things seriously, and it helps you become a better professional and better at what you do, and it lifts the whole industry up. And, you know, that happens over time. 
Uh, but give you an example over the weekend, I detailed a car for somebody. Um, and when he picked it up, he was so thrilled. He actually asked me to stand next to the car so he could take a picture of it with me. <laughs> in it. You know, that's nice. never happened before. Yeah. You know, who, who wants to take a picture with their gardener or their, their housekeeper? Nobody ever asked that. Right. So it's working, you know, it's, yes. The industry is coming up and uh, we're, we're getting that notoriety that, that I think we deserve. Yep. And it's just, I mean, that's, it's one thing on our agenda too, on leadership is this, this one thing here is the consumer awareness piece. So it's going to get better. It really is. I mean, it's just, it takes time and patience from everyone else too, to, to let it all play out. And those that aren't involved, I mean, you got to wait a little bit longer because you're not, you're not involved. So get involved and we can, and you can come help. We can move even faster, man. It just takes people, right? We can't all do, we can't, I can't do it myself. Cheryl and the staff came to themselves. We got to all come together and make this industry great for people behind us coming in too, you know? And if we're building our businesses for long term, then don't we want to help build the industry? I think we do. Oh, you better. I mean, that's the key to it. We preached yeah. that last night. Let me tell you, and everybody, you know, this last year has been a, you know, I, I don't even know how the hell to describe this last year. Um, uh, a cluster fuck. I mean, my the mind. I cuss yeah. on here. It's not good to know when we're already 30 yeah. minutes into it. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't care. Uh, but you know what? Here's the deal is the IDA is just like I, I went, you know, I, I had to go through my yearly physical, right, and get all checked up. One of the biggest healthcare uh, organizations uh, in the country, it's a freaking cluster. I mean, it's just a disaster. So um, you don't think that the IDA has been affected by all this? For sure. First, first off, it was. Second off, everybody that's, you know, involved in the IDA, is I don't know anybody in the detailing industry right now. New people are struggling, but nine out of ten people we talk to are on fire right now. And so you know, of course, the idea is going to struggle a little bit. That's hence why we need more people to step in and spread the load. There we go. And so you know, but here's the deal: if healthcare is having a problem, and auto manufacturers is having a problem. Uh, and I mean, God knows, food supply chains are having a problem. You, you think detailing's any different? Sorry, it's not. And so, what's different is is you taking and getting involved. Is is if you've got a bitch session, stop bitching, raise your hand up, get a hold of DJ today, send him an email, and say I want to volunteer. And that's what's impressive is seeing how many people, especially new people to the industry, are willing to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, hey, uh, question. We're going to go into our takeaway moments, which are, which are fun ones. Juggling. We talked about it a little bit. How, how do you organize your day to balance all of this of uh, business, life, wife, children, working out, you, yeah. DJ, IDA? Sure. So it's a lot. And I'm trying to figure out where to start with it, too, because there's a lot of key components that go into what I do. Um, for instance, uh, Three weeks ago, before my wife's surgery went down, so I'm carrying a lot of weight. So I went and got an Airbnb for 24 hours, and I went by my and in my I'm 20 minutes away from my house, but I got an Airbnb and just worked on all the things that I need to get taken care of. Distraction free, no kids, no wife, no business, no nothing. It's just me, myself, pen, paper, and my computer and phone, whatever, and just brain dumped and work through all these things to kind of recenter myself so that I can go back into the fight again. Right. And I do that thing every, every quarter or so my wife does the same thing for herself. And it's just a time for us to go and refresh and get, and just reset um, with no pressures of being anywhere at a certain time or doing anything at all. 
And that really, really helps reset myself. Um, that's the, the bigger thing there. And then each, each night, you know, I just make a brain dump list of what I'm going to do the next day. So when I wake up in the morning, I already know what's on my plate. And if something comes my way that shouldn't be there, I'm going to say no to because it's not what's on my plate for the moment. Things are always going to need to be done. Things are always important. Things always need to be done yesterday. But if you don't take care of things you need to get done, you're never really going to move forward. You're just really working for other people. You know, someone wakes up once to see an email because they want something done and then you go do it. You're working for them at that point. Right. So you got to put yourself first. You got to put your priorities first. And each day when you wake up, know what the hell you're doing for the day. That way you can just go. Right. So when I'm, I'm, I go to the gym, I do my thing, you know, whatever. And then once I clock in the work, I already know what I'm doing. You know, everything else that comes with it's like, you got to wait a second. It might be 11, 12, one o'clock, but you got to wait. And that's, that's how I do it. That's awesome. That's, I'll tell you, I got it at your age to be able to take and have that vision and that, um, that amount of dedication to yourself because people think, oh, that's so selfish. You get this. It is. I am so selfish in the mornings. I, I am. Everyone knows it. Like, don't mess with him. He, he's selfish. After I'm done, I'm selfless. You can have anything you want from me if I can do it for you. Because um, I don't. I, I can operate it. I can give you a hundred. I'm not worried about that thing I have to do anymore. That, that's crossed off my list. And I promise you, it works. If you're selfish with the beginning of your day, it's going to work. Well, and gifting yourself a little time every once in a while, solo. Yes. And, you know, getting to know you because you're going to change. Oh, gosh, yeah. In your 20s, you're one way. In your 30s, you're completely. I, you know, I always tell the story, you know, of Carol Shelby. When I ran into him, I was in my, I was in my, getting to my later 30s. And I said, hey, you know, Mr. Shelby, you know, one piece of advice. I'm kind of the age where I see my, my, my career kind of changing. And he puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, son, how old are you? And I said, yeah, I'm 38. And he goes, oh, my God, son, you're still retarded. And he says, here's what's going to happen is you're going to start figuring out in your 40s and your 50s. You're going to get super smart. In your 60s, you're rolling. Up. And in 70, you wish you were 50 again. And and it's so true. But now we've got a generation. Ever since he told me that, probably five or six years later, I said, I have got to help people figure this out. Because a lot of us come from, you know, detailing. We come from maybe broken, broken lives. Yeah. Uh, I did, you know, yeah, uh, broken home. Yep. Uh, we're broke and in yep. in our in our expectation of my family was you go get a job you do 30 40 years you get your, you get your watch and, and, you, and you die you know literally and so i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna accept that man that just didn't make sense to me and so i think that it's really cool that you're doing that and listen i don't care if you're 102 or you're 22 what dj just laid down is is Probably the most important thing not talked about in our industry. Thanks, man. You got it. You got it. So, hey, let's go into some takeaways and uh, detailed success takeaways. We want to again thank PNS Products for being here. Uh, they make it happen. But, but we got Southern Detailers Conference coming up. So, DJ, you said you're going to be there, right? Yeah, I'll be there. I land Friday at noon and I'm heading out late Sunday. So, quick trip for me, but I'll, I'll be happy to see who's going to be there. Right on. Team PNS, we're sending representatives. Sweet. Uh, we've got a uh, we've got an event that we're supporting one of our teammates up in Idaho, uh, yep. but we are there in spirit. Uh, we think it's going to be a, a, a good event for the for the industry. Uh, yeah, the it does first, be good. I mean, it's, it's been a fun. Yep. You yeah, know? and I encourage I encourage people to uh, to pay attention online if you if you can't go, uh, try and watch from afar and uh, share things and that kind of stuff because uh, 
you know, it, it definitely doesn't hurt our industry to have another event like this. Um, and this one's pretty unique because like, like DJ was saying, mobile tech is, you know, it's, it's not just for detailers. It's also for, um, PDR guys. And actually there's quite a bit more PDR stuff there than detailing, right. yeah. but this is, this is fully focused on our industry and that's, that's pretty unique for it. It is. It's pretty cool. So we want to wish everybody the best there. Have fun. Let us know how it goes. And uh, we'll, Team PNS is going to go live with us from there. Let us know how it's going. We're going to go live from our event. So we're really excited. So takeaways, looking down into your crystal ball, where's the detailing industry headed over the next few years? Um, man, that's a tough question that I'm going to be stumped on. Where is it headed the next few years? I, I hope it's headed in a really positive direction. Uh, I really do. I hope I see a lot of, we see a lot of young detailers that are able to make really, really good money and really good careers. Um, that's what I want to see. A lot of young guys just really beat the norms, right? And just come up faster than a lot of us, us did. You know, it took me 11 years to get where I'm at. It took you however long to, I want to see guys just explode. You know, I want this to be such an awesome industry to be into where you just, it's a money maker, right? Um, and it's just so cool because the cost of entry is so low to get into this. Um, it really, really is. So I don't know. I just I hope it's heading in the direction of just pure success for anyone and everyone that gets into it. I know it's a really basic generic answer, but I really do wish the best for a lot of people in this industry. Well, at the at the very least, in three years, we're definitely going to see more products with graphene in it. Yeah, see, yeah. I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah I'm sure, I'm sure product will definitely change tremendously. It always has. I mean, we, when I first started, there was no ceramics and none of this at all. And now I've got tools that are really increasing. I mean, it's almost like the products are getting better and it takes less time and they're making more money. So let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing that. <laughs> we'll be good. Somebody's telling me, they said, you know, it'd be cool. One of these days we're going to have robotic, you know, robotic detailing. Yeah, I was like, it's you know, it's done. I started it out. It pretty much is robotic. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotten great. the tools, the products, you know, everything's the techniques, the education, the knowledge, the tribal knowledge. Uh, the educational side of it, I mean, it's just all changed. So one piece of advice that you'd offer those tuning in today, if you had one piece that, that's going to make an impact a crater in their life and their business, what would it be? One piece of advice, um, be consistent, right? So have a plan and be consistent with that plan. Follow it all the way through until you fail. And when you fail, figure out what happened and continue following it through. That's how you're going to make it. That's the only way is consistency. There's people who run into a roadblock and they fail and say, F it. Can't do it. Not going to work. Blah, blah, blah. There's many times I had to, I almost had to close my doors because we just had a failure moments. So it was just like, man, I can't do that. I can't pay these people. I can't do that. I can't do this. Right. To readjust and I had to go for it again. I had to go for it again. Luckily, we never had to close our doors. <laughs> but there was lots of close moments. So if I can do it and beat some of the stuff that I've gone through, you guys can too. So make a plan, know what you want and be consistent with it. And always just like, how can you make it better? How can you make it better? How can you make it better? So every, always analyze your business, where you're going and just be consistent in what you're doing. Consistency is going to get you there over time. It will. I mean, we're not in this to just grow a business, a million dollar business overnight, right? It's going to take time. So you have to be consistent every single day. Just move the needle 1% every day. And I promise you, you're going to look back in 11 years, 10 years, like, damn, that was great. Don't want to do that again, but I'm finally here. And now what can I do next? Right? You know, it's funny because we, we weren't the first detailing company to hit, you know, the, the seven figure mark. Mm -hmm. We were one of the earliest, but there was a couple before us. 
here's the one thing that all of us have in common, and I learned from them. Uh, Jim up at California Detail Center up in the Bay Area. Uh, that guy, I mean, he was hitting, he was hitting seven, and most people still don't know who he is uh, because he's got his head down and he's, and he's just built a business. Focused. Yeah, he's focused. And yeah. so, you know, but, you know, the one thing I learned was balance, you know, was important. And then again, that, that you've got to take and, and be continual there. I'm going to take this back to search and rescue. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people, when we go out, I've been involved with search and rescue since I was in my early, early 20s. I went through the academy, I think, when I was 21 or 22. Um, we, a lot of people think when we're looking for a person, and I've had to relate this back to business several times now, and it took me a while to, to relate search and rescue back to business. When we're looking out looking for a missing person, we're not looking for the person. People don't understand that. We're looking for clues. As people go, they're going to leave anywhere per mile, three to, three to one, 300 to 1,000 clues per mile. Wow. Okay, 300. Business is the same way. There are success clues all around you. There's 300 to 1,000 success clues for every $10,000 you bring in. You yeah. just got to keep your eyes open. And one of them is, is watching young guys like this, going and getting involved in the industry, shutting your mouth, opening your ears, and watching what other people are doing and learning tribal knowledge, positive tribal knowledge, not YouTube certified bullshit. Go get to know people because you'll, you'll, they'll be honest. And the, the guy that tells you that, ah, man, I'm killing it. I'm, I'm doing a million. I'm doing this. The one you don't want to listen to. Yeah. The one that's telling you is, yeah, we're doing okay, but I'm working my butt off. Listen to that dude right there. Yeah, for sure. You know, because here's the deal is when you get in person, you can tell you can cut the bullshit out of the group real quick and find out who the real deal is. And this guy's one of them right here. So those that don't follow you by chance, how do they get a hold of you? How do they follow you on social media and all that? Uh, the best way is at DJ Patterson on Instagram. That's where I hang out all the time. I put a lot of in information there. Um, that's kind of where you're going to get to see the real me. Um, and yeah, and connect that way. So that's cool. If you want to see the business and what we've done that way too, Eco Green uh, Detailing on IG as well. Um, I don't really, it's more, that page is specifically for my demographic customers. That makes me money there. But if you want to connect with me personally and get to know me and this and that, then follow me there. at the. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So, hey, we want to take in, uh, we want to thank thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This was going to be enlightening. Uh, I knew it was going to be powerful. Hey, prayers to your wife. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And prayers for your kids and for you. Um, again, anybody listening that's a, a person of faith, keep the faith going with them. Keep those prayers going out to them. I'm glad to see that the test results are coming back yes. good. You know, and uh, hopefully they'll continue continue they to go in that direction. So, uh, everybody, hey, if you uh, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure. Make a comment. Uh, suggest people that you'd love to hear from. We love having guests on. Uh, next week, uh, it's going to be Chris and I solo, and uh, we're going to go off on some stuff, some fun stuff. Uh, and uh, make sure to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Make a comment below. Hey, before we, before we totally wrap up, we got to circle back on this. The car on the shirt. Oh. So, oh. Um, so I'm, I'm a little better prepared now, you know. You're awake now. Uh, it is. It, it's a Ford Escort RS 1800. All right. This is a Group Four rally car, and take it even a little further. It's in the Rothmans livery, which Rothmans was a a, a cigarette brand from uh, Europe. So uh, you know they don't get to do that anymore. No Marlboro cars or anything like that anymore. But uh, there you go.
That's what's on the shirt. That, that's a cool car, man. That 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 RS has got quite the race history and so forth. And uh, what would that thing be worth if you could find one of the originals? You know? Oh, they're 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 up there. They're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty cool. That'd be a, you don't see you don't see those here much at all. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you went to the t-shirt site while we're sitting here chatting and found out. Yeah, what no joke. But I, I did. <laughs> to give you a break because we had a long day yesterday and so we had a long like it's been quite the entertaining six weeks so hey dj thanks a ton for coming on man Always yeah, good to you. tell everybody uh hi down at the uh, southern details oh, conference course, you guys have fun build it up and uh go join the idea everybody support awesome. it just join volunteer volunteer that's what we need get involved so hey you guys take care everybody happy detailing all we'll see you next time see you guys